Cool. Hey, thanks, guys. And again, um, I just want to echo um, what Melissa said and just our condolences to your family, guys. I just want to... Um, we, we went away last week. We sort of left straight from church. A car was packed. We went down to Mandra, straight down to family time. We came back and... Um, first thing we did was sort of before we even went in the house was as I was bringing the gear out of the house and just looked at our little Avery our birds and and there was two missing and I was like God where are you oh, you hate you're supposed to look after our stuff like and then shortly afterwards like very shortly afterwards we we get a call from people that we consider dear friends and um you know just the tragic news that they're brother had passed and there's someone that we've been praying for and working with and trying to and just and I'm just like God where are you like where where are you and then just sort of as God does sometimes just no answer and um the next morning oh and then anyway so I'm there just sort of in this place where it's just like you know just just listening for God and just being open I guess and um, Karen, uh, she's our resident bird lady, also worship leader extraordinaire. She uh, she said, "Well, if you put out some seed, because they'll be hungry and they might come back to the seed." So I, I put some seed out where their cage was, and and yesterday as I was just preparing my message, I just kept looking over to the seed. I kept looking over to where, the, the, you know, seeing if the birds had come back, and 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 then I put a seed in another place, and I kept going to check, and then I felt God start to speak to me. First thing he said was, how much more valuable are you than sparrows? And he says, not one sparrow falls to the ground without my knowledge or permission. And how much more valuable are you? And, and I just, as my eyes kept going and waiting for the birds to return, I was reminded of the prodigal son and the father who was waiting for the son to return. And then we're in this, and and then every time I would look over at the bird seed, I would realize as a heavenly Father that loves us so dearly, that He's just waiting for us to come home. He He, he just wants His kids with Him. And as I was, you know, just praying for for this family and and just contemplating Gary's life, I was just, you know, God was waiting for Him to come home. And. He, he went home and I just couldn't help but realise how valuable we are to our father. I just couldn't help. These are little birds and, and some people have got birds that are like pets that they pat and so these sit in a cage and I like to look at them and listen to them chirp. <laughs> That's all. And I was, I spent the whole day trying to get these things back. And the good news is we did get, they, they both came back. The last one was at 9.30 last night. We got a knock on the door. And, but, and that was God again saying, not one sparrow falls to the ground without my knowledge and permission. And apparently it's pretty not common for the birds to get returned and found. And especially these weren't tame birds. These were just... But I was just so reminded of how precious we are to our father and how much he wants his kids to come home. And as we're in this series, 
learning about the Holy Spirit, we've got to remember that there is nothing more important to a father than his kids come home. And, and I'll just... The birds aren't in my notes, but we'll go there anyway. In the morning, it was quite early in the day yesterday when we found out that these birds were, one of them was found and we were able to get it back and it was great. And then on the internet, because we put it on the Facebook, and people were saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking, well, yeah, it's good, but what about the other one? Like, you're all celebrating about one. I'm thinking, well, it's not. Like, I mean, I'm very grateful for that, but there's another one. <laughs> and it's just like... God's into his kids, eh? Yeah. Like he's not happy when his kids aren't home. And, and, and we've got a mission to, to, to come home firstly, but then to help others come home. And <laughs> the number one resource we have at our disposal to do this is the Holy Spirit, God himself. And I just want to teach a little bit about uh, how God wants to draw his kids and how you can be a part of helping other people come home. Sound good? Yeah. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read a passage and then I'm going to pray. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he has chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In his love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Lord, I thank you that you chose us. I thank you that you called us. I thank you that you, your word says that you don't wish that any should perish, but that all should come to a saving knowledge of you. Lord, we just make ourselves available to be used by you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take us on a bit of a journey and I plan on ending at a place where we really get activated to, to, to you know, to, to do this mission that we're called. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. It says, don't, be, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transformed is most accurately, it's a Greek word, metamorpho. I'm probably butchering it. it sounds more like a rock band. <laughs> and sometimes I crack myself up. <laughs> but but the, the, the best, the, the, it's where we get our word metamorphosis from. And the most accurate picture we can really, really look at is for a, where a caterpillar has a metamorphosis and becomes a butterfly. So where it says be transformed, just think caterpillar to a butterfly. It happens. It's a little worm that turns into a flying beautiful thing. It happens. And, and, and the scripture says that happens by the renewing of our minds. So basically what it's saying is if we can change something in the grey matter we can move from a state of crawling along to a place of flying and shining in the grey matter by shifting some stuff. So my goal this morning is to shift some stuff around. Okay, so 
I love the passage that Melissa read out, uh, just, just talking about the salvation experience and, and, and everything that happens with that miracle. And, and in uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, and verse 17, it says this, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation or a new creature. The old is gone, the new has come. So if anyone's in Christ... He is a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. Friends of ours have just moved house. Carla and Joel, they've just moved house. So, they've just left a house. Shortly another family will move into that house. And when someone goes to that house to knock on the door, they say, hey, is Carla and Joel here? We're coming to bring dinner around. They're like, no, no, Carla and Joel don't live here anymore. The old is gone, the new family's here. We're at a point where the old has gone, the new has come. So <laughs> we have to start identifying as a new creation. So it's like, no, the old Jacob doesn't live here anymore. Now nah, you're knocking on the wrong door. <laughs> the new has come. I'm a new creation. The caterpillar doesn't live here anymore. The butterfly. <laughs> the butterfly. <laughs> it will preach at a woman's conference, I'm sure. I've got to think of a more masculine metamorphosis that takes place in nature. <laughs> what I'm getting at is, is that there, there's something God wants to do that, that, and, and we need to shift identities. If we're going to participate in this amazing journey that God has got for us, this mission that he's got us on, we need to change our identity. We need to take hold of the fact that something radical has happened and actually start to participate in that miracle. Because you can be... The old is gone, the new has come. But if you keep identifying as the old, your mind doesn't change. And it's the changing of the mind is where the miracle takes place. Even though spiritually it's available, spiritually on your identity it says butterfly. Unless you actually cooperate with that miracle, you will not, you will not, you will not, the metamorphosis will not take place. And you will keep operating as a worm. You'll keep operating as a grub. There's no nice way of saying it. Unless the metamorphosis takes place by the renewing of your mind. So we have a serious responsibility to take a hold of this word. And the problem is, is we can't take a hold of this word because it's supernatural. So if we're going to take a hold of this supernatural word, we need supernatural empowerment, which is where the Holy Spirit comes in, otherwise known as the spirit of wisdom. So what I really want to talk about this morning is the spirit of wisdom. The, the Holy Spirit as the spirit of wisdom. Okay. So, a couple of directions I could go here. First thing I really want us to do is I want us to get a revelation that, that God's plan for you is good. Yeah. So I'm just going to start with that scripture I opened with, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for the adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. What that is saying, it's fun for God to bless you every single way. It's fun for him. He likes it. 
blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Okay, now this is where I want to screw down on the spiritual blessings. We, somewhere inside, I, I don't know where it started, how it got here, somewhere along the way, the church got perverted with its understanding of what a spiritual blessing is. We sort of took it to mean nice feelings, peace through hard times, joy regardless, being really forgiving even when people are throwing rocks at you. And, and I'll tell you what, it means all of that. That is true. But it doesn't stop there. Spiritual blessings, we just got to look at the cross. Jesus' body was broken. Firstly, for our sin, but then for our sickness. He was stripped naked on the cross. With The king of heaven, the owner of heaven and earth, had nothing so that we could have everything. Healing is made available. Joy is made available. Forgiveness is made available. Peace is made available. Provision is made available. All of these things, physical stuff as well as emotional things, are available. And they're from God. And what I, what I really struggle with is, so I grew up very poor. We, we grew up very poor. I'm, I, I put a Billy Joel song on for Melissa every now and again. It's like, Uptown Girl. <laughs> well, she was at her private schools and stuff. We were at the Salvos. And, and, and often we'll be talking and, and Melissa will be saying things and normal things. And, and we'll say, no, we never got that. No, we never got, and I'll tell my kids, no, this isn't, we never got that. That wasn't what it was like. And, and so in my mind, like, and, and that was, but the thing is, is my neighborhood was like that. Everyone was like that. I didn't know any different. And, and, and what started to happen was, is my mind was shaped a certain way by the environment I was in, and it was normal. And then I start to read the Bible, and I start to see how God asks his, instructs his priest to be dressed amazingly. In heaven, the floor's got gold on it. As he builds his temple, it's done extravagantly, beautifully. No expense spared. And I'm starting to get a different picture of this God and how he likes things done. And then I'm wrestling with that because I grew up with nothing. I would say nothing. We went poor, world standard poor. Don't get me wrong, we went hungry. We're Australia, Australia standard poor, which probably extremely well off world standard. So don't cry too hard for me. And, you know, so, so, but what was wrong is in my head there was problems going on when, when it comes to the physical blessing. And so what I have to ask is like, is money bad? And some people will say, well, no, it's neither good nor bad. Because there's a scripture that was also twisted. It says, the scripture actually says that for the love of money uh, is the root of all types of evil, which has been sort of a bit, munted and and where it says that the love of money is the root of all evil so but but, it, but it's it's not but it's not saying at all that money's bad it says that the love of it's bad and and what i started to wrestle with was uh, is money bad and and we could say whether it's not neither good nor bad and i say well okay we'll hold that thought then i would say is healing bad is healing good well, I'm going to say healing was good. I've been healed different times. It's good. I'm sick. I'm hurt. I want healing. Healing's good. But healing and money are in the same basket. 
exactly the same thing. Ergo, money is good. Bad stuff can be done with it. Bad stuff can be done with a healed body. Doesn't make it bad. And, and what we start to see is that God has got good things for us. And we need to get comfortable with it. We need to get comfortable with God's good things. It's not easy because it goes against every religious bone in our body because there is a liar who doesn't want you to live the blessed life. Why? Remember that we have a father that loves his kids and he wants his kids to come home. And he has a method of doing it. The most conflicted place on planet Earth through history is a tiny little strip of land. It's from... The beach to York wide, and I think it's from, I think it's like Geraldton to Bunbury Long. For those that are watching from different places, a couple of hundred kilometres wide, a few hundred kilometres, uh, uh, maybe five or six hundred kilometres high in, in um, long. Tiny, tiny little strip of land. One third of UN deliberations are about this little tiny strip of land. It's been fought over for thousands of years. What is so special about this little piece of land? Well, the first thing that, that's really special about it is God says it's mine. And he says, I will bless this land. And he says that my people will live here. And so there's a whole thing. But why did God pick that piece of land? I don't know the full reason of it, but I do know part of the reason of it. It's because that stretch of land is a land bridge from Asia to Africa to Europe if you wanted to travel in the old world, if you wanted to travel across the globe, you had to go through Israel. You had to go through Israel. And God had a plan that people would go through Israel and they would see how amazing he treated his kids. He would see how blessed his kids were and they would take the word of that through to the nations. The church is Israel. The Bible tells us time and time again that we are engrafted into Israel. And I want to show you a couple of things here. This is God's plan. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 9 says this. Then this city, speaking of Israel, speaking of Jerusalem, which is the capital of Israel, then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise and honor before all nations on earth when they hear of all the good things I do for it. They will be in awe and tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. God is saying, I've got a method that I want to use to show the world what I'm like. And it's by just treating my kids like my kids, letting them shine, letting people know what I'm like. It's not easy for us to, to accept this. It's not easy for us to understand this. That's why we need this spirit of wisdom and revelation. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17. Just taking off from where we were, just a little bit further from the passage we read earlier. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance, because we're his kids, his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power 
is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but in the age to come. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know, so that you may know him better. I pray that your eye, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. That sounds like a check a little bit. Like, okay, yeah, God, where's my check? Awesome. <laughs> like, go to the lawyer's office. Hey, I've got an inheritance coming. <laughs> yeah, name's Jacob in Christ. <laughs> like, not the old, it's gone, you has come. <laughs> this is like, Jacob, <laughs> just see. And, and, and like, we're like, okay, cool. But, but he doesn't operate like that. He doesn't operate like that. Why? I don't know. Something about his ways are better than our ways. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, God, just where's the check? But he, he, he's, his ways are higher than our ways. His ways are superior than our ways. And this is what we really got to do. We really need to understand and appreciate that his plan is to show... You know, there's a place where it says that he wants to use you to show off to heaven and hell. He wants to use you as a, to show his, the manifold wisdom of God would be revealed. And, and, and he wants you to be this instrument that he uses to show off to heaven and hell. Like... Sometimes I don't mind being used. We pray God would use us and we complain when we feel used. In a situation like that, I'll, I'll take it. But God wants to use you. We pray, God, use me. And God says, yes. And then we, we say, well, not like that. And God's like, well, yes. And, but what I'm getting at is we need to be able to, to access this spirit of wisdom and revelation because we need to start to understand we need to, our minds need to be renewed so that we can be transformed. Now, I'm saying all of that to, to really just set a platform for what I want to say. Basically, if we can just, I could have done it in one sentence, but God wants to be good to you. That, that's really all, that's the first point. God wants to be good to you. Get it. That needs, needs to be, we need to believe that. We need to. If we don't believe that, then we really can't move past this point. He loves you and he wants to be good to you. So I hope I've established that. Now, I want to use his, show you his method. Because you're not going to get, well, you may get a check, but it's not typical. He has a plan. He has a way. We started out. Okay. You ready? Fasten your seatbelts. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16. No, no, we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm going to stay where we were in Ephesians 1 because 
Ephesians 1.17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you and the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted in, uh, when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the, heavenly, at the right hand of the hev- in the heavenly realms, far above every rule and authority, power and dominion, and, at, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but in the age to come. I pray that God will give you the understanding, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, to know his incredib- in- incomparably great power for us who believe. God has a, an incredibly great power available for us. Now, what does he want you to do with it? What does he want you to do with the power? You've got to understand that power is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. That power is the same power that, that made a formless universe into this most spectacular, complex, beautiful thing in all creation. That power is the power that, that, that's able to transform a caterpillar to a butterfly. And it's in you who believe. What does he want you to do with it? Glad you asked. Move down to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power... We know that that's an amazing, phenomenal power through his spirit in your inner being. That's not talking about your muscles, boys. I hate to break it to you. Includes them, but it's not talking about them. This will be good for your personal training program, Greg. <laughs> they strengthen you with power through his spirit. The spirit of wisdom and revelation also provides power in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. It's this power. What's the power for? At the moment, we're not talking about any amazing feats. We're not talking about doing miracles. This power that we're speaking about right now is only for this. To grasp, the King James says, comprehend. The, the literally, word literally means obtain and make one's own. To grasp, to comprehend, to own the understanding of how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. God is saying here, the secret to the power is to know how much he loves you. The secret to the power is to know how much he loves you. It's to be able to look at a budgie and realize that not one bird falls to the floor without his knowledge and permission. And how much more valuable are you? How much more valuable are your kids than a pet bird? (sighs) Understanding that love for you is the key. We need to get it. We need to get it. We need the spirit of wisdom and revelation to, to let, we need to get that your dad loves you. And his love is good. His love's not twisted. His love's, he, he wants to be good to you in ways that you're going to like. That is the key. That is the key. 
He wants to be so good to you that your life shines so that heaven and hell know how amazing he is so that men and women will look at you and say, wow, I want what you've got. So that people are going to come to you for answers to problems they can't solve. To know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Being filled to the measure of the fullness of God isn't knowing this book inside out. It's not being in church every Sunday. It's not being part of the set up, packed down, worship, preaching, kids. It's not. It's knowing he loves you. Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. We've read and heard preached that there's a God who loves you, he adopted you, changed your name. Requires a new spirit to understand the level of his love. The human spirit can't do it. And he says he wants to infuse you with power to shine. He wants to give you the ability, the supernatural ability to shine so brightly that the world will look at you, that heaven and hell will look at you and say, hey, I want what you've got. God is amazing. What would you do if you couldn't fail? What would you do if you couldn't fail? Galatians 3, 14 says this. It says, He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit, the promise of the Holy Spirit. So the blessing came to us so that we could receive the Spirit. Do you know what that means, that only blessed people can receive the Spirit? Only blessed people can receive the Spirit. I think some of us receive the spirit but wouldn't recognize that we're blessed it says only blessed people can it's not talking about your bank balance it's not talking about your health it's not talking about your family situation your marriage situation your work situation it's talking about what's your name in christ is blessed only blessed people can receive the spirit you are blessed you have the power of god in you what would you do if you could not fail Because I'll read to you. It says, Now him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, not with a check, not by angels, according to his power that is at work within us, which through his spirit in our inner being, for his glory, it says, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout the generations forever and ever. 
God is on a mission. God is on a mission. And he wants to use you for his glory. He calls you to live a life that shines for his glory for generations, forever and ever. What would you do if you couldn't fail? I'm just going to ask us to close our eyes right now. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. I want you to imagine. What is it called when we ask something of God? That's called prayer. Pray and just imagine. Your wildest dream, what would you do if you couldn't fail? Can you see the picture in your mind? Can you see it? I want you to look at me. Could you see it? But it says here that he's able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. What that means is what you just imagined then wasn't big enough. It wasn't big enough. I just want to invite you to close your eyes again. Close your eyes again and imagine bigger. Pray bigger. Lord, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would drop in this house. We would see... scripture from Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 it may be familiar to you now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us you were just able to imagine something right then you were able just to ask for something right then this said he can do more Close your eyes again, guys. I believe God is going to show you something. Those dreams that you had in your heart since even childhood are going to come to the front. But we've limited it because of our upbringing, perhaps, or because we've failed so many times, or because life has slapped us around so many times. We've learned you can go this far, but no further. I declare that the release of the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you would know this love that God has for you. You would recognize this power that's in, available, that, that's inside of you. 
Hallelujah. Fresh vision. back a long time now I remember my wildest dream was to have my own family a job I didn't hate my own house that I couldn't get kicked out of and that was so far out of my reach to where my mind was at then A while ago, I looked at my life and realized I was living that dream. Very small dream. I had to go back and dream again. Guys, this power that is inside you by the Holy Spirit. There's nothing you can't achieve. There's nothing you can't achieve. There's nothing you can't achieve with this power. Nothing. If there's a limit, then God has a limit. I'm just going to close now just with every head still bowed and my eyes closed I'm just going to I'm just going to start if anyone here doesn't know God hasn't connected with God hasn't started on your journey to becoming that new creation today's your day I'm just going to pray and I just want I'm just going to invite the whole church to, to just join with me and repeat after me and everyone online the same just repeat after me God dear God I choose to follow you Wash me clean from all my sin. I repent for living life my own way. I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. I just want to pray for all of us. Lord, that you would give us this spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you, we would know the hope to which you have called us. Lord, we would know the depth, the height, the width of your love for us, God. We would understand this power that resides in us, God, that we wouldn't waste one drop of, what you've, of the potential you've put inside of us, Lord. Lord, I, we humble ourselves and lay aside our old thinking. We say, God, no more of oh, 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 thinking we know it all. Lord, that we would let your word speak to us and transform our minds, Lord. And as our minds are renewed, God, that you would transform our life and you would take our life the way you want it to go, God. We make ourselves available, God, to shine for you. We, we make ourselves available, God, to be used by you. We make ourselves available to be used by you, God. And whichever way, shape or form that is, God, we trust that you're a good God that loves us. We trust that, that's a, that, that you've got an amazing life for us. Like the Lord Jesus said, that you indeed have an abundant life waiting for us, available for us. 
And we just by faith step into that right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Cool. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jacob. Your messages are always so thought-provoking, aren't they? They get you thinking. So we're just going to uh, have some tea and coffee, a bite to eat. Um, Jesus is good, hey? God is good all the time. All the time he is good. And uh, we love you guys. Enjoy some fellowship. And, uh, and it's Joyce's birthday today as well. It's worth mentioning. And so give her a hug. And uh, happy birthday, Joyce. We love you. Amen. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us online as well. God bless.